Okay, I'll be the first to admit it. This is my favorite sound on planet Earth. The middle of a coffee shop. You're surrounded by people. Maybe they're maybe they're hanging out with someone else or maybe they're doing homework. But you're surrounded by people in a room and you're all after one thing, a good cup of coffee. A good cup of coffee, it's 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 wild the effect it has on us. It's the first thing we do in the at the beginning of the day. You sit down, the you 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 draw the blinds. The the day hasn't started until that coffee hits your stomach. And then the anxiety and the nerves and the things that come with it. But but we don't care because it's coffee. It is a part of our culture, our daily lives. It's all about this coffee. When Aaron and I are on the road and we start to get really homesick, like maybe we're in a town that we don't know. The first thing we do is we look for a good coffee shop to set up to just hang out in because nothing makes us feel more at home than a good cup of coffee in a coffee shop, which is why this episode of the podcast is really, really special. Two of our favorite people, Matt and Lydia Wells, started a coffee roastery so they can give more people good coffee. There's no, it, Coffee roasters, they're, they're a special breed. They brew happiness every single day. And we were there when Matt and Lydia decided to start a roastery. And on this podcast, we sit down with them and we talk about how it's good, how it's going, how far it's come, where they started and where they are now and where this thing is going. Because like you, we're all in it for a good cup of coffee. So Wonderless Roasters are on the podcast this week, and we could not be more thrilled. So check it out. This week on the podcast, O. Jeremiah talks about coffee. Let's do it. And I kid you not, I was like accompanying a choir. It was pre- it was to date my worst performance of my life. I was so nervous I was inaudible most of the time. There's no there's a guy before me that got to play trumpet with the choir, and they literally closed a curtain on him, and he played behind the curtain. And I was like, hook me up with that, and I won't shake to death. You need a seal wig. Yeah, right. I get her now. I get it. You it. also said whenever so, we were getting married, you were like, "How can he walk down the aisle?" And I don't, so I don't have I to. I did say that. You did say that. that um, would be like, can, can we introduce our guest? Sorry. Okay. Okay. So we have the Wells, the first family we <laughs> fell in love with when we moved to Athens, Georgia. You guys remember whenever you paid for our dinner on our first anniversary? Yeah, wasn't that because sweet? I do? Yeah. So can we? Okay. Can we? You, we're gonna start you need from to the celebrate beginning. Celebrate a first anniversary, babe. Yeah. 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 So let's start. Let's start from the top. Uh, we. We fell in love with you guys. Like we met you guys the first week we moved here. Uh, we heard rumors of your glories, and we and it all came true. Uh, you are the, which is going to be very exciting for the people that listen to the podcast. You are the ones that gave us noodles. Sure did. And yes. noodles has made had her own podcast. She was so stoked to see you guys. Now she is very comfy, laying on the floor, anticipating whatever the heck's about to happen. This is the most at peace she'll ever be. Yeah, this is it. This is the <laughs> it's like my my former <laughs> and my present, my whole family, my whole family. I'm, I'm just going to add that I love that you guys cut her bangs because I can look. <laughs> over and actually see her little eye expressions well, i i was a big fan of the emo phase in like the early okay. 2000s but i don't think it works well on dogs her like she was ginormous yeah. They're, yeah they're so beautiful but you know like do you remember whenever every dude that you were friends with did like the hair flip thing whenever yeah. you were talking to she can't do it she's right. like something's wrong with me and maybe so i just snipped him off with crayola scissors like the anxiety maybe that was feeding into a little she bit could, of her everything snuck up on her right <laughs> 
you're right in front of me, but I can't see you. But I can't see you. Uh, but one of the main reasons I thought it would be super fun to get you guys on the podcast, you're going through a big shift in your life because you are you have started a coffee roastery. And it is in Athens, Georgia. And I would love to to dive deep into what it takes to start a coffee roastery, to do something much like music. You are doing something that a lot of people do and you do it. How do you give your voice to it? How do you find your way to do it? It's Wanderlust Coffee. What makes Wanderlust Coffee any different? And that's and I just love to talk more about like uh, where you came from, how you got here, what what it's how it's been with the coffee roaster and all those wonderful things. Um, so th- there's there's like multiple answers to that because it's so oniony um, with layers. Uh, <laughs> but like so so history wise, uh, fifteen years or so ago, I started roasting coffee for us because You're I cheap. wanted good coffee and I'm cheap. <laughs> um, you made me my first cup of coffee in town. Before oh. I even had Jittery Joe's, you made me my first cup of coffee. Well, there you go. Yep. Nice. And it was from our, it was from us. Yep. Um, so I started roasting because I wanted good quality coffee, but I, we didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and like counterculture wasn't widespread. Like if you wanted, like the closest thing to good coffee you could get was uh, Starbucks, which is not good coffee, but no. that was, you know, this was before counterculture became a thing, which like now... Um, a, a North Carolina company, Counterculture, who, who, that is now nationwide. Yeah, you know, Stumptown had not become a nationwide. I thing. think Counterculture is even in Target now. Yes, they're I in our it. Target for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, for sure. yeah. But something that helps me with Starbucks, and I, I don't know if this is true, but it helped me because we're on the road so much. I don't think co- Starbucks is designed to be good as much as it's designed to be familiar. Yeah. So like I worked at Starbucks. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like uh, when I was in graduate school, I was a barista at Starbucks and they're actually really good to their people and they make sure that you go train and do tasting. So that was the first time I learned how to taste black coffee and mm. to find flavors in it. Cool. And, but, and I will say that like as much as I knock Starbucks coffee products sometimes, yeah. their like corporate ethos Seems, is, is is really good yeah, like they are point. great to their people but um they i mean the reason that they go dark i mean a lot of people call it charbucks but the reason they roast so dark <laughs> i've never heard that sorry have you not okay <laughs> was i hear it all the time um it's because she's married to me yeah uh, <laughs> but the reason that they roast it is the as long and dark as they roast it is they need it to stand up to sugar mm. and cream yes and like if you drink our coffee with cream it's going to be real hard to taste the flavors that we're trying to show you. But then also, um, they need it to taste consistent. They want your cup in Washington to taste the same as your cup in Athens, Georgia. And uh, coffee chain, if you've ordered a bag of our coffee, it's going to taste different the day after you receive of it. Of course. And like two weeks down the road because it's still doing its but degassy we were, thing. We were in Decatur, uh, Georgia yesterday. And for some reason, the part of Decatur we were in, everything was closed at 630 like everything, restaurants, coffee shops, everything. So we went to Starbucks. The only thing that was open was Starbucks. <laughs> and as soon as I walked in, I said to Aaron, I was like, why does this feel so safe to me? Yeah, I think it's kind of like Target. If we're on the road for a few weeks and need to, if we're homesick, we literally like, do you want to just go wander around Target? It's probably going to look the same. I'm probably going to buy a dumb shirt again and we should just go ahead. And, and go. then you walk out and you're like, oh wait, that is right. We are in but Oklahoma. Starbucks was all, for a while on the road. I just feel like a vegetable in the car sometimes. Yeah. And so I would get a day old newspaper from starbucks for free and just like read that oh 100 yeah. like i i appreciate the fact that they want to provide 
a consistent experience wherever you are. And a lot of people who love Starbucks are people who travel. Yeah. I've also never met someone that worked there that did not love it. Yeah. I mean, their it's company, an amazing company is yeah. insane. Yeah. So you were saying, uh, so, so yeah, this was like 15 years ago before what is now known, what was like the beginnings of the third wave of coffee is. Can like, you explain that term? Yeah. 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 So, um, there's a lot of history there as to like what the first and second waves are. I'm I'm not entirely sure. So like, I, f- I imagine first wave is like you throw a dime in a coffee can and then they give you bottomless coffee. Right. <laughs> I I think it, it there are like some historical touch points there as to as to like when the first wave of coffee is. You know, like coffee is introduced wide stream. It's it's widely available sure. to everyone everywhere. You know, maybe I don't know when that is. Let's say it's post World War One or something. Okay. I, I, I don't know because I'm not a history buff. And then the second wave is uh, you know, some other historical timeline. Well the third wave was kind of a focus on quality of coffee and also the relationship between the coffee the cup of coffee you're getting at Starbucks and the grower on the back end and trying to like improve that supply chain all along the way. And, th- and that's another thing that Starbucks kind of brought to the forefront initially. And then counterculture and stump town and those like bigger thousand faces. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And locally thousand faces bring all of that to the conversation now, you know, in the future, like, okay, so we're trying to, have a sustainable, uh, long-term sustainable relationship with a farmer in, you know, a such and such a place. And so you get these companies that are, that are actually bringing, trying to help farmers make a lot more money and at the same time bring a higher quality product. And so the third wave is focused on higher quality product coming out on, you know, whatever price point it is, but bringing a higher quality product and, joined to that paying farmers more. So that's kind of like the defining characteristics of the third wave of coffee. And that would be, again, like from my viewpoint as someone who was consuming coffee during all of this is Stumptown, like when we were in Portland, Stumptown was was the bigger, uh, now it's nationwide, but at the time it was, you know, medium size, like you could get it in Oregon and kind of the Pacific Northwest, but it hadn't made the nationwide shift that it is now. And it, it big jump. Yeah. Since, I, since the first time we ever visited Portland, I remember I asked, because I didn't know what Steptown was, but in Portland, much like the show Portlandia, it's like hilarious that the bigger something is, the more the local vibe is almost against it. Right. And when they would say Stumptown, it would always come with the caveat of, you know, they're big now. Right, like, right, exactly. Like it was like a naughty word almost. Exactly. And so, the, you know, when we were, even when we were in Portland, there were a bunch of smaller roasters that um, everyone, th- that was, you know, the latest, greatest, like Kova Coffee or Heart. Um, we had Heart when we were there. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. was the best cup of coffee we had when we were there. They are, like, Kova and Heart, I would put top tier internationally. Like, sure. Just incredible roasting of coffee. Um so yeah, so that's like the third wave of coffee. So I started roasting because we didn't have counterculture or Stumptown available locally. Like our, our local option was Jittery Joe's right. or Starbucks, which um, coffee product wise is very similar. It's sure. a, a very dark roast, uh, you know, not really any of the flavors of the origin of the coffee. And right. so and I started again, we are newly married in school, 
making very little money. And I mean, I think frugality really did play into yeah, the Yeah, frugal- frugality were... was, a, was a huge part of it. Um, you know, Because you're the... a very practical person. Yeah. I send you my guitar pedals when they break because you just open them up and you fix them. Right, yeah. I, I'm going to try to make it work. Yeah. Um, and so so that was when, when I started roasting um, and have been roasting ever since. Uh, and then... Like we talked about it a couple of years ago, just like bringing, trying to bring, well, I, I should say, we should say, since you guys are the ones in the room, this was like, you were the first people we shared this idea with. Oh, and I, that, I don't think we'll ever forget that night. That was like the best night ever. That was ever. best night ever. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things, we talk a little bit about the Enneagram on here, but one of the things that I am as a typical seven is I will never not be a dreamer. And I love dreaming for my friends also. Like I love being able to spiritually high five you throughout the, throughout the way. And the day you guys told me that I just felt so much like, like weight off of me of like, my friends are about to do some awesome stuff and I can just like celebrate that. You know, like it just felt like, yeah, why haven't they been doing this since the first time he ever made me a cup of coffee? Right. And so I, yeah, I I can't remember what my Enneagram number is, but I would, there we go. (laughs) Um, I am the, the the actual, the opposite of that, right? I am practical yeah. to a fault and will overanalyze everything to a fault. And so... Isn't there always a dream crusher in a relationship? That's definitely me. That's her for like, sure. I will pop every balloon that he lights up. I will make Y'all the keep balloon... Talking. I'm going to get the chemicals. I will make the balloon, okay. share it with Lydia, and then pop it myself. <laughs> That's accurate. And, and, and she's it's, I'm, helium, I'm like, heartbroken. Yeah. I'm yeah. heartbroken that he has popped the balloon because I'm like, right. that was such a great I idea. Know. And so... When he actually got on board, like when he told me this idea, because it came about out of the necessity of we needed to upgrade our roaster anyway. Why don't we just upgrade it to one where we can roast enough to share? This was a few years ago or like a year? No, I like one of the important parts of that decision making process was Jeremiah being like, this is a great cup of coffee. You could, you could, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, this is one of the better cups of coffee I've had. You could sell this. So yeah. And me being right. like, oh, maybe this is something we could do. Right. And so, yeah, since it, from the practical five, five side of things, I'm there going, okay, uh, we need a new roaster. Um, so I'm going to have to invest X number of dollars. It wouldn't cost that much more to invest something a little more. And then we could actually try to sell this and see if that makes it, makes a go at it. But that process was like a year before we even told Jeremiah. Oh yeah. 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 That was a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, can I say, Mm -hmm. can I, can I jump in for a second? So I love that you're giving me all the credit. I will take whatever copyright money that comes with starting Wonderless <laughs> Coffee by accident. But That's a weird thing to say. He doesn't I, mean that. I don't mean that. I, I do. <laughs> whenever I like something or whenever I believe in something, I always say it. Never does anyone start a company off of it. Like, I think... <laughs> I think for me, like you had to know your stuff was good. You had like, I'm all about like verbal affirmation. That's like most of the fuel in my tank is verbal affirmation, but, but you're definitely as much as you like hype things up. You know what I mean? Like you're very, you're a very positive person. Sure. And if you don't have anything nice to say, you're still going to say something nice about something else. Oh yeah. Had I drank the coffee, you would have heard how great the coffee cup was. Yes, Yes. But, but coffee you are not going to lie about that. No. Because anytime we have breakfast with friends there and he's like, they're like, okay, y'all can bring breakfast. And like, do you want us to make some coffee? And he's like, no, like, like I know, no. And I'm like, Oh, the the reason why is because it's one of the few things I find sacred 
And it's one of the, like, we have diminished so many different things now that we have everything at our fingertips. Every time I have a good cup of coffee, it's equally as amazing. The right. sa- day in and day out, it's one of the things I can count on. So I take it really seriously. When we were on tour with family and friends, a JP, their guitar player, carried around a, a travel Chemex, a scale, a kettle, everything in a backpack because we he could not handle bad coffee. He had a and, camera bag that was like perfectly organized oh, nice. for and all I of his thought, stuff. Now Matt's going to go look for that. He yeah. was, and I just remember being like, this is my favorite band now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love that. But can I also compliment you, Lydia? Uh, one of my favorite things about you is that you were like, I have to put, we have to like put this in turbo mode because he's going to get into his head and it's going to derail. Yeah, 100%. And you, you put pedal to the metal and you were like, don't even overthink it. Just start it. Start it. I made a website. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. And you even admitted it to me. You were like, she has to do this because I will, I will pop the balloon. I will think of a reason not to do this. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. That is so true. And I think part of that for Lydia, like from Lydia's side of things was us having dinner with you guys. And like, this is our, our dream and putting it out there and not that you could crush it, but just to be like, this is, we're going to do this now. Yeah. Like that was an official step forward long saying before. Saying it out loud. Yeah, saying exactly. Yeah, you, exactly. Have to, you have to bring it to the table to know, because one of the things that I know is that when I sing a song live, if I don't believe in it, I, I won't know it until I'm singing it to someone. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm presenting it to someone, I know if it's wrong. Yeah. And if you said it and then the next day you're like, I want to start this, co-, like you don't know it until you say the right. thing. Right. Yeah. And sure. I, I think that's, I think it's really funny as we talk about personalities because I think we can all sit here and go, Matt makes a really good cup of coffee. Like he roasts a really good cup of coffee. And I don't think I even realized it because I used to drink like just cream and sugar with a little bit of coffee. And then being married to Matt, he was like, you really need, let's, let's try it black. Sure. And so when we would go other places, I would say, this isn't really good. Right. And so him roasting coffee helped me understand what good coffee was but then hearing other people say how good it was, because it really is easy just to believe in your partner so much that maybe you don't see that it's terrible. Sure. But then seeing how much everybody else loves it, I feel like sometimes Matt needs the kick of, this is really good. And he still won't tell people that he roasts coffee. Yeah. He's so, not the braggart in the family. That's, oh, so that was going to go to... No, you go ahead. Yeah, you won't... If, if Yeah, you show other people stuff all the time to make sure it's okay. Yeah. Because uh, I my... Yeah, my opinion does matter i know but like you i'm so close to it you're just like no no no. like i need to check with everyone right like if aaron like totally just ripped something apart you would know it was bad but her like being positive about something doesn't mean that it's good a hundred percent there's a new song it's going to be probably the next song that we release oh this is fun so <laughs> wait, wait why is this fun this was a, this is you're the hero in this story okay. <laughs> <laughs> so i I was obsessed with this song and it's a song about her and it the only idea I had for the arrangement of the song was plucky strings and we do a demo and she's just like plucky strings are not working and I'm like I plucky strings are not the correct terminology for that it's called pizzicato but they sound like plucky strings if you listen to it you're like wow plucky strings huh and Aaron was like hey listen love you plucky strings not doing it for me and I'm like wow I'm married to someone with no musical taste because these plucky strings are amazing and we got to the studio and I was like hey JD listen Aaron's gonna start talking about some like not plucky strings don't listen to her she, well, she can just wait in the car so then we record the plucky strings She co- we come out the song is 
it's just not working. I can't figure out what it is. We break for a week, come back. And JD's like, hey, what do you want to do about the song? I say, you know what? Take the bass out. I think it's the bass not working. Takes the bass out. And I'm like, no, dude, it's that drum beat. That drum beat sucks. Take it out. Takes it out. <laughs> and then all that's left is plucky strings and vocals. And he's like, hey, man, there's only one thing left to kill. And Aaron's in the background just dancing. Just like, <laughs> it took you forever to get So there. we killed the plucky Anyways. strings and started it from the bottom. We finished the whole song in a day. Everything else was great. The plucky strings is what sucked. Your wife teaches built... my children, so that surprises me. Oh, enough. I know. That's true. Yeah. So what I want to say. Clara knows it's not called plucky strings. She does not. She told me. She taught me the term. So one of the things, <laughs> one of the things Lydia, about you that I love is because Matt is a, is a well-kept secret as far as like making coffee, fixing guitar pedals. There's more, way more coffee in there if you want some. Um, but I think that every good, I think we all need a hype man. Like we all need someone to, I just think that you, how do I want to say this? Everyone can make coffee and everyone can write a song, but there's some like unspoken chemistry that makes something catch on. And I think that you're valuable in that because when you say, when you like something, you are really good at making other people like that thing. And I think that there is something, I don't know what it is. There's like a tastemaker element to that, that makes something catch on. And I think that that's one of the reasons it's been really cool because if it were up to Matt, he would make coffee in his room, give it to Lucas and that's it, <laughs> their son. And then it would, you would be content with that. I think, I think you, Oh yeah. hundred percent. You revel in making good things. You revel in sharing good things, Yes, which I, I think is why it works. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that without, um, not only because I pop my own balloons, but without Lydia, we never would have taken a step to start anything without Lydia. Um, you would be the only person that knew that I made coffee and it was available for purchase. Sure. You know, like no, sure. no, nothing else would have happened. Sure. Um, I would have given it and I probably would have just given it to you. Right. Because I would have been like, no, this, you know, we're not going to try to make a thing of this. Yeah. Lydia is the reason that there's a company at all that we tried to do anything at all. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Um, I feel like it's really easy for me to, to hype Matt. Like it's really easy to hype something that you believe in and that you love. Um, if I were roasting the coffee, number one, it would be terrible. Number two, I would I would be unable to hype it. Oh yeah, mm. the flip side is that Lydia is her own worst critic, yeah. right? Like she's fine pushing me or Sosby or like talking about how great you guys are to everyone. Sure, but there is not a bone in her body that would do the same for anything that she does, and she also like so like. You guys know um, that Lydia has a great voice. Of course. But she's never, ever going to put that out there for someone else. Right. Like, she's not going to say, oh, yeah, I'm a really good singer. But you would. Oh, I, 100%. Right. Yeah. And that is really interesting, <laughs> especially with your cold right now. You I sound, know. <laughs> but I, I sound like Billie Holiday. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> but I, yeah. I really love that dynamic because... I, I, it gives me confidence in the coffee too, because you know, like I'm more willing to spread the word because it, because you're so passionate about it and because I know it's good, but how do you, how do you, can we go deeper into what makes you want to make coffee and release it into a world that has a different coffee roaster on every corner? Right. So, so like our approach to it, you know, and this is back to me being the practical person was, we can um, 
hopefully like our goal is to release great coffee and at a price point where people can go and say not not that this is my special coffee that i'm going to drink like you know i'm going to keep this pound of coffee for three months and only pull it out on special occasions like Hmm. right that's that's a bad product because your coffee is going to degrade over that time. Sure. So our goal was to put something out at a price point where we can say where the average person could come up and go, okay, I'm going to make this my daily cup of coffee. It's a little bit more than what I'm spending now, but it's not so far out of the norm right? that it's something that we have to keep for special occasions. Sure. And, like, and like that was our goal was to bring a great cup of coffee at an affordable price to where people can enjoy great cups of coffee on every day yeah it goes back to the whole idea of it being like a sacred thing like coffee for us is very it's a very meaningful morning ritual no matter where we've lived and we've lived a lot of places we've lived in some really sketchy uh duplexes and historical buildings that don't i mean we've lived in a van for three months and the coffee was always how we started our day 100%. like that's where we dream that's where you just sit and get ready for whatever is going to happen to you that day of course and i think it's really sad if your standard cup of coffee every day is i'm gonna say folgers sorry folgers i'm throwing you under the bus <laughs> but if it's like a folgers cup of coffee and you're drinking it because you're like i just got to get through this day for sure when we're um, on the road one of the things that makes touring so fun is that you can now that third wave is the standard for like big cities and like even like i'm from laurel mississippi it is a tiny town the the tv show on hgtv helps a lot but they have a legitimate coffee shop now that sells b and w coffee and it's like delicious and one of the greatest parts about touring is that you get to experience culture through a cup of coffee because everyone does it a little bit different. Every one of them has, it's like extremely like they're so gifted at making you feel this way. And the vibe is like this, but the coffee is always consistently awesome. Right. Yeah. And when you say, cause I know that it's called Wonderlust a lot about because you guys like used to have a Westphalia and like you used to, you were in Portland for a while. Like, we were transient for a really long time. And I think a lot of our life after Matt finished law school was go West young man, you know, like Mm. just to wonder and find out who we were and who we were as a couple and who we were as like a little unit Yeah, in different places. Yeah. I mean, we've lived in, uh, everywhere from we both Portland's like just outside of Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon, Wyoming, you know, the Southeast, like we've kind of lived everywhere except the Southwest, um, in California. Yeah, that's Southwest. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's kind of like all West. Yeah. Really, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so like that, but I, I really, it, it does resonate with me. The, the feeling of going into any town is going to have some coffee shop and it is both familiar and new at the same time. Yeah. You're like, the ritual is the same, but the setting has changed. Yeah. Um, and there, there's really something beautiful about that. I think that we, like as a culture, uh, we have kind of, you know, everything has become like normalized. Like HGTV has made it so that everyone paints their house beige or gray. And like, like on the inside, like all of that is the same, but in coffee shops and other places like that, like record stores and everything that you go into, you're like, yes, you still sell records, but this is totally different than, you know, 
other record places that I've been to or other coffee shops I've been to, but there is like familiarity in this. Well, it's even interesting. We just did a run in North Carolina and the thing that w- the joke we kept making was which room do you want to drink counterculture in? Cause they all, they all sell counterculture right. yeah. and it's basically just like, how do what do you want the cups to look like when you drink counterculture? But the thing is, even though they all sell the same product and it's, every one like you could still have a favorite coffee shop because it gives you something the other ones don't right because it's not always just about the coffee it's about the experience what was the coffee uh that was at that antique store that was a good day for me the antique store oh my gosh what was that was that tupelo no no that was you talking about the one in charlotte no it was in tupelo the one that bryson told us to go to oh my goodness that was bmw that was bmw coffee isn't that black and white i think is what it's called yeah they and they i was like oh i just i went um a pour over and then he handed me like 10 little cards with like all the different types he could do for a pour over and like all the notes on it and i was like oh this is gonna be really really good and then it was in the middle of an antique store so i had a really good time I, this is your best life. Yeah. Did you find some eclectic things while you were uh, there? They was were only a, selling sets, Matt. And oh I was like, goodness. give me one of those. There was a three foot Darth Vader. Oh, it was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you Instagrammed that. It was. I did. And it was. I, went, I was like looking at him and I was like, I, how do I convince her? But we have this rule that we are no longer I accepting Star Wars into our apartment. Unless it with was a good reason. Unless with, it was a porg. In uh, which case, if it was a three foot porg, it'd be right it'd here. It'd be right next there. To me. It, yes. What if There's it was one, like a porg pour over setup? That's what we Oh, need. wait, wait. Noodles is going to be a porg for Halloween. I love oh, that. Oh, man. I love there that. Yeah. She's mostly Wookiee, though. That's so true. That's true. Yeah. She really only needs the like. Bullet belt? Is that what it is? Oh, like what the is the band bullet belt? Like that's all he needs. Yeah, she needs and she said. I love that she's totally conked out, just enjoying yeah. the presence of the two families colliding. I love that so much. I love that she still loves us. It's yeah. true. It's she, true. She, she does. She does love whimper when y'all come. I feel yeah. like we're um, her grandparents. She knows she's <laughs> gonna get whatever she wants. It's true. I wish she yeah. would talk for the first time on the podcast since we're talking about her so much. She's just flicking her eyes. Forget it. Yeah, she's totally ignoring you. So remind me, so you have three wonderful children, maybe the most wonderful children that I know personally. Uh, was Sosby a road kid? Because she was your first. Sosby lived in the bus with us Yeah. from the age of nine months to about a year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the logo for Wonderlust is a Westfalia or a yes. version of Yeah, the- it's a take on the old VW bus. Yeah, but I think it's a take on the actual that like it's a take on the Westphalia, not the bus, because its shape has the pop up top. Yeah. Okay. So there it's we a go. take on the Westphalia because we made a lot more memories in the Westphalia than we did the bus that we owned prior to. Uh, yeah. How yeah. hard was it to get rid of the Westphalia? It was I, a totally practical solution okay. in that we never would have done it, but it didn't have air conditioning. Yeah. And like <laughs> moving to the southeast with yeah. an unair conditioned car meant, you know, how, yeah. what can you actually do totally. with that? Was it, emo- I mean, like an emotional. In a, in hindsight. Well, the whole move from Portland was, was super emotional. Was super emotional yeah. And like high, yeah, just high feelings. Um, I think in hindsight, we would have never got, we would say we shouldn't have gotten rid of yeah. that Westie. I think that Westie was just uh, symbolic of a lot of things that we achieved and that, mm-hmm. I don't know, we felt and experienced. Yeah. Um, and its value has only gone up since then. Yeah. So okay. it's been like, oh, okay. So I think what a lot of people don't know is that Matt does have a little bit of uh, the golden touch in that, like, I think when you were in college, like when you were in college and we were dating, like he would buy musical gear, always sell it for more than he paid for it. 
any I mean it's usually the same thing like coffee roasters anything that he's brought into his life he's able to like turn turn it around for a little bit of profit yeah Mm -hmm. I think you I think you're gifted with taste because uh, this makes it sound like I have good taste what I'm about to say but that's not what I mean Uh, you're the only friend I have in town that I could just list off the bands that I like and you would list off the same bands and be like, Oh, I like this. Like the first time we ever hung out, it was just like, Oh, you like that? I like that band. Right. But I think you have that consistently with so many different things. And I could see if I was at a, at like a pawn shop and I saw a guitar, it would probably suck and I wouldn't make money off of it. But if you saw one, you'd be like, Oh, this finger yeah, rose. I happen. think I could, re- which literally right. lives in your house. Well, when we, we got rid it. of it. We sold it. Did you make a profit? I did make a profit. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, but I 100% agree. And it goes back to he was raised on music taste. Yep. He was raised on a Motown and the Almond Brothers. And oh, I feel dude. like it's real hard to go wrong if that was the, if that's the soundtrack of your point? life. Oh, I know. Yeah. I've been working my way back from Blink-182. <laughs> right. Like where I started. Well, I mean, like the flip side of that is I missed the 80s. So I don't mm. like have any reference for any hair bands or like sure. 80s pop music or anything. So it like was, Billy Joel's Uptown Girl, he actually thought was like a Motown. A Motown song because I missed that. It's the one you piece of it. music trivia. But I went, I went like him. from Motown to the first CD I bought, which was... Counting Crows, August, and everything after. Oh, That's great, the beginning great. of the my... Most, the, I know it's a big record, but I think it's one of the most underrated records of the 90s. I think it's one of the like few that really stands up today. Yeah. Like, the songwriting's great. The music is great. Like, it's a solid road trip album because we will listen through the whole thing and we will like scream sing the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that his dreads are stapled onto his head? I did not. Yeah. His... <laughs> Uh, that I, is one, even grosser you, than, uh, our, than one of I our, thought. So Adam Duritz has the uh, he has the big beehive dreadhead thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, my college professor like worked an event with him, and like his makeup was just like <laughs> like oh my goodness, like put bolted him back on. Oh. And also another fun thing, he's on Tinder. It's another fun thing that I like about oh. it. How, where did that come from? I don't know. I Were just, you on Twitter and I tweeted love, about no, Tinder? I love, I, love, <laughs> I love Counting Crows so much. Uh-huh. And the more I learn about the lore. Did you swipe right? Or did, I, I mean, I, 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 I would have. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I, uh, I do love that band. And that's one of my favorite albums of all time. And I do think that if it came on, I'd be like, I wonder what era, if I didn't know the band. Right. I would think this is, album happened right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it's effortless. It's timeless. Yeah. yeah. And it's so good. So tell me your, I guess, practically the coffee roaster got off the ground. You were selling coffee really quick. You got a new roaster from it got on a boat from China. Oh no. Wonderless started with a tiny one that only did a pound at a time. A pound at a time. Started with the baby baby roaster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've upgraded. Yes. And we just got Mondo roaster. Tammy one and Tammy two. Tammy one and Tammy two. (laughs) Yeah. Came on a boat. It's here. So. How has the process of actually starting the roaster, it's not a dream anymore. It is in your garage. Tell me like what that has been like. Um, I mean that, so, so like starting it, I will say that like the, the actual, so there's the process of roasting itself has changed obviously as we go from one machine to another. So it's figuring out the differences in machines. So like that's from a process standpoint. Um, that's kind of been our trajectory. But then the flip side of that is what Lydia is good at and is doing is the marketing, like figuring out, and this is, this is us learning things we didn't know before, which is stuff that you guys 
do and I'm sure is kind of old hat at this point for you, which is like finding a new market, finding new people that might be interested. And that's something that I'm absolutely terrible at. Like Mm. I am not a good salesman of myself or anything because I I have the attitude, which is the same attitude. I used to work at Borders, which was great because if you come into Borders, you're looking for something and I can help you find it. I don't have to sell you on why you should go to Borders right. in the first place. Yeah. Whereas um, we do live in Athens, Georgia, which is home to Jittery Joe's, which is a um, it's a local favorite. It's like a tradition. It's a staple in the city. Like it's seen, it's thought of very highly in the city. Yeah. And then also Thousand Faces, which is a relative newcomer, but just delicious coffee. Yeah. They have two very distinct markets though. Yeah. And so Jittery Joe's is how we ended up here. Like by they sell it in at a, the record store in Hattiesburg and they only sell jittery Joe's weirdly. And it's in Mississippi. And I got, I was like, what, where's jittery Joe's? And they said, Athens, Georgia, you should check it out. It's an amazing city. Next thing you know, like we like go through Athens. I'm like, Oh, this is that jittery Joe's place. I love that you found out about it because it was a coffee city and not a music city. Yeah. Like that's that weird? random. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're but really I mean, educated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like now it is, you know, from roasting process aside, now it's like trying to figure out, marketing and all of those like small business things that you don't I mean you know when you're starting you know that you're going to have to do this someday but there's so many nuts and bolts of everything that you have to get you know licenses and business stuff and sales tax paid and all those kind of little things the nuts and bolts that we had to line up um, on the front end and now all of that's done right and like the roasting process itself is now at a comfortable spot. So it's figuring out where and how we can market ourselves to new, potentially new clients. Well, and now it's things like um, we're going to be doing um, a fundraising blend for Athens Montessori, but it's our first blend, which is really exciting. So it's designing that blend for them so that they can raise funds for their school, which is going to be super fun. So you, you have a, uh, do you want to jump in there? Oh, I just remember y'all told us about that meeting. That's what, so that's what they were approaching you guys about. Oh, sorry, this is something. This else. was actually just through a really good friend at the okay. kids' gym. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's amazing. How, when has it started to feel like second nature yet? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think this week was really hard. Matt was in Las Vegas, and so yeah. I was like, ah, I've got to, yeah, I've got to hustle and get it all done. Um, I did not roast. <laughs> but just distribution. But I feel like it feels like pretty second nature. We know that Saturday morning, Saturday yeah, like, is roast day. Hashtag there, Saturday a, is roast day. Yeah, there's just yeah. a rhythm to it now yeah. where the stuff that we have to figure out is the marketing portion yeah. of it because the rhythm is kind of built into our week. But I think Same. that's how we wanted it. We wanted it where we had fig- we'd gotten it figured out before we launched huge marketing right. campaigns and then ended up with a really junky product because we ha- or or with holes in the process where customers were disappointed on delivery or packaging or right what have you. Mm-hmm. yeah but I remember you even you even told me you're like there are going to be bumps at the beginning because we gotta we gotta just do this yeah like we're gonna learn as we go and yeah. we're gonna like eventually it will be the thing that we intended to be but at any minute this dream could just like fall out from under us you were so I just can't forget that night because you're you're just I've never seen you so excited. I was the same way, like starting O Jeremiah. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to write whatever song comes out. I'm going to perform it. I'm going to wear whatever. And I'll figure this out as I go. 
Like I, at some point you have to just rip the bandaid off. You got to like, do yeah. it. No do one's going to do it seamlessly. Yeah. If you want to yeah. make a thing or if you want to be something, you will never like you will never outsmart the ugly stage of it. Right. Yeah. You have to just get it. You're going to have to get bruised up. You're going to have to get black eyes and just start I, the thing. I feel like that night, Matt, you looked like you were on the edge of the plane about to jump out and do skydiving. And Lydia looked like she was already in the air. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You are just like, <laughs> I, I think the great thing to know about like, so Matt is an attorney. That's like his day job, but he is fairly a Renaissance guy in that I don't think anything brings him as great a feeling of purpose as having made something yeah, like a physical something, which is why he makes pedals and does all of our house projects on his own and makes coffee. And at one point was building a guitar. We could talk about all of the hobbies this man has had no, and it would take up a whole podcast. I think that's, yeah. that was going to be my question was, do you feel like you're getting to exercise a part of your brain that you don't get to do during the day? Oh, a hundred percent. Like that sounds like so life giving. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the, it's the, you know, if I have a really productive day at work, I, you know, let, let's say I, I have 10 different contracts that I've drafted or reviewed. And at the end of the day, like I've emailed those out and that's it. There's no, I don't, you, there's no like real sense of accomplishment associated with it. Right. Whereas after I've roasted, like I come in with two buckets full of coffee. Like I have made this product yeah. that we're about to These push These did out not there. exist until I made exactly. Also, also mm-hmm. feedback. Like you never know if the contracts are actually signed that you, that right, you draft. Right. Mm-hmm. But we have friends and family and people and strangers um, who come up and are like, man, that was a really good cup of coffee. And I think that has probably been the funnest we, there are a lot of fun things about running a coffee roastery, but the greatest feeling is when you have somebody that you did not have a close relationship with before. They have no reason to blow smoke up your hand in. Yeah. And they send you like a, a screenshot of a conversation that they've had with their friend who's just tried your coffee for the amazing. first time. Oh, that's cool. And you're like, oh. That's, yeah, yeah, that's really That's special. amazing. We didn't ask for that. Or that's awesome. We didn't yeah. fish for Would it. you say that's the yeah. most surprising aspect of doing this? Um... I mean, on the one, like, and this is something that I know that you understand, like you, you have this baby that you've birthed and you're putting it out there, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's a song or a coffee or what have you, and you think it's really good, mm-hmm. but, but you don't know until someone actually receives it and it, and tells you, Hey, that was really good. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, getting that feedback back and having someone who's not us try it and say, wow, that was you know, that even if, even if you don't tell me that it was good, but you say that added to my life in some way, like that's, that's all I need. You yeah. Know? And it's, it's a little bit different and sometimes difficult because, uh, we are giving them a thing that they have to make. Oh, and that's so like we have really like, we have some great customers who are like straight up snobs and they'll be like, I only drink the Honduran at 195 it is peak when you pour it over at 195 and then we have people who put it in a coffee maker we're not judging those people but we cannot control how you brew it at home and that's terrifying that would be like us be like getting feedback like your new record sounds like crap and I should know I'm playing it out loud on my cell phone (laughs) like while it's in a drawer or like I'm playing the vinyl at I don't know what's a bad speed like I I have the vinyl switch where it's like you like all I can do is make the thing I can't I'm not in charge of how you ingest the thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
Which is if you like if you make Wonderlust on a Chemex, completely different experience than if you do it just like, hey, here's a pot that I left on three hours ago. <laughs> right, right, oh, exactly. Right. Like, well, and I think we've learned so much about like for me, just in the process of people being like, that coffee did not turn out the best. Being uh, like, okay, let's talk about your coffee pot. How much water does it hold? And just how we kind of just believe that yeah. all coffee pots are the same and those and measurements the, are exact. The answer is that no one has any idea how much water their coffee pot holds. It's they really have, hard, yeah. you know, no, th- uh, there's yeah. no, like I, I put some coffee into a filter and then I put it in the coffee pot right? and and then I press brew and it's like, well, we can't troubleshoot that sure. so that you're receiving the product that we're trying to deliver to but you. But we have, we have tried and we've worked with yeah. folks and yeah, we, it's been pretty great. We have instructions on our Is website. your natural reaction to those like, oh, we messed up or, oh, what's their pot situation? My like? first reaction is, where did I go wrong? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Because, and I mean, that's why we still keep bits of every batch that we yeah, roast yeah. and we drink it throughout the week and we try to figure out, oh, that wasn't great or, ooh, that tastes I mean, yeah, like what yeah. went wrong or what went right, or yeah. what was different about that roast. Exactly. Matt keeps copious notes. So that's cool. I I cannot get over the thing that I keep thinking, and I and I won't be satisfied until I say it out loud. How similar the trajectory is on starting a coffee roaster as it is to pursuing a music career, because it is so similar in that you like you have this idea, you put it out. Uh, it's a similar like you're up against similar struggles. So I, I'm interested because I have to we have to answer this question on a daily basis. What would make Wanderlust a successful endeavor for you up up to this point? I mean, up until this point, I think just putting it out there and having feedback that was positive. It's like, okay, like mm. we delivered a product that was good. Yeah. And like that in and of itself makes me okay with it. Like if 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 everything, if the roaster caught on fire tomorrow and we had to close down shop, oh, I still would don't. feel, I still would feel like we did it. Right. You know, because the exactly. the thing about putting a thing out and getting that positive feedback, yes, that is awesome. Yes, that is affir- that is affirming. Whatever, but the thing that I'm learning, and it sounds like you're similar in that, where like sometimes you like you don't know if the thing is good, but you just know it's time to let the thing go. Yeah, like it's time to put like there are songs that we release, and I'm like I I've asked Aaron if we could not release them, and some of those are our most popular songs because right. you don't know. Yeah, and one of the things is like Pixar movies say this, like there has never been a Pixar movie that was finished. They just have a release date that they have to get out of the nest. Yeah. Yeah. So for the, I totally get that. And honestly, at this point, like I have drank so many drunk, so many drinking. I've drunk. I have drunken so many different (laughs) iterations of our Honduran coffee, which is like our our given is it's that like, okay, this, this might be good or it might be bad. Like I can't tell at this point because I've had so many along the way that you're, you almost come acclimatized to it. And I'm sure it's, you know, with music, it's the same. You listen to your tunes so many times that you're like, is this good? For me, me, it's like, am I ever going to like my voice or like it's, you get, you hear it and you like, you bring your own ego to the table and you're like, I'm never going to be able to just totally be non judged Like, I just, I'm not going to know. You change your mind every day. Like, you'll listen to the album from start to finish twice a day? I've listened to it three times today. <laughs> Can't help and, it. If we uh, had it, we would have listened to it. And it's only three o'clock. No, <laughs> That's really impressive. I've, really just, I've just pressed and start and I just go all the way through. I know what it looks like. Um, and <laughs> you'll just, but you'll just 
you'll have a different you know you'll be like i don't know what i think about that one anymore i just really can't tell oh okay i had a question sorry I, that didn't have an end um <laughs> that just i just that needed to be just... mean to you for a second <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um what <laughs> what does celebrating look like for y'all in this well, I'm planning on us all going to dinner at Donna Chang's oh, again oh. on the yes. year date. That was yes. on the anniversary <laughs> yes. date. Like we need to go have have um, drinks at the expat at and the go expat. to Donna Chang's. Oh, we got to. One and year if they don't do that snow and jingle bell cake again at oh, Donna Chang's, I'm gonna be heartbreaking because it. it was just so magical. It was a really good yes. evening. I feel that like was, to me, that's what celebration feels like. One of my most memorable yeah. moments, or one of my most memorable evenings since we moved cake? here. Uh, no, since we moved here, was that, that was awesome. <laughs> right. uh, Donna Chang's is a, uh, I guess it's a Chinese place. Listen, <laughs> it's I, my favorite restaurant. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Go ahead. So what about you? What does celebration look like for you, Matt? Yeah, I mean, so Lydia and I talk about this often, about, uh, we were actually talking about this today. Celebration for us is always food related. Mm. Yeah. Like if we want to celebrate, we're going to yeah. have a nice dinner, yeah. actually get drinks at the restaurant, which we never do, yeah. you know, like things like that. Yep. Um, and it doesn't even have to be a nice dinner. It's just like making that the goal of what you're doing. Hey, we're going to go out. We're going to eat dinner, even if it's, uh, you know, so going back to when we first got married, like we were extremely poor. And so <laughs> Lydia is coming home one day and, and I had gotten, school. I, yeah, she was in graduate school. She had come, she's coming home. And so we said, I was going to celebrate with her. So I got a uh, Papa John's pizza, which was $5 cause it was a Tuesday night. We set out the candles. We had some, no, you did. I walked I did. into yeah, all yeah. of Lydia this. Lydia walks into all this. I had some, I'm sure cheap bottle of wine oh. for us to share, but yeah. like, making that intentional like okay it doesn't matter what the food is it doesn't matter what the drink is but that intentional and it's all but it's always tied to food we're celebrating yeah Yeah. no i yeah i love i I mean our first anniversary that we mentioned at the beginning that they paid for we why did we have lunch with you guys on our anniversary um i think that you guys just came (laughs) did you just come over over after after like like a gathering your home is a vortex where time doesn't exist because we come in and we're like hey we're just gonna drop off the lunch and then we're just gonna leave so we'll be in and out in five minutes and we look up and like it's 4 p.m so like we came over for lunch on our anniversary and, and i guess it casually came up that it was our anniversary and then Lydia was like, so what are y'all doing tonight? And I was like, oh, I'm probably going to make like a nice dinner or something. And um, then I'm in Aldi. <laughs> and uh, not that that's bad. Sorry, why did I laugh? It's you just, love Aldi. I think because in my mind, I was like, oh, let's get some cheap steaks, some three buck chuck, and let's just do the thing. Again, like that's what we could do. do. The thing, yeah. And you called me and I was in the produce aisle and you were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm getting groceries for this evening. Did you have something you wanted to talk about? <laughs> After our four hours, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what's up, Lydia? And she, you were like, put on, put back all of your groceries. You guys are going to South Kitchen, and I started to cry. You're like, don't cry in the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> That was a very great. I remember calling my mom. I remember calling my mom. I called that your story. mom. I was like, I put back all the food because Lydia said too. Yeah, I remember calling <laughs> my mom because my mom had a hard time with us moving, obviously. And she was like, It sounds like you're finding your people. And I was just like, Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. That was a really that was a really sweet day. Here's the thing, the great thing about um having lived on five dollar pizzas and just living really frugally because we have because we've never both been employed at the same time we've never been dual income no kids um 
we have been single income multiple kids yeah you know, which is the Definitely. opposite of that it is not as lux as one would think um and like one reason we stay in our house like it it holds us yeah real tight um it is a, and it it's is a great a little house but yeah. like we get to be we get to be generous like we have the ability and like we had people who came alongside us and would gift us things like that mm-hmm. early on in our marriage. And I can't imagine moving to a new place mm-hmm. and like not having anybody just there to speak into your life and be like, your marriage is important. Y'all are doing some really hard stuff now. Yeah. Cause we've been away from family. We've had to find our people. Yeah. Well, when we moved to Athens, money was definitely a thing because you know, when you, I don't know if you know this music doesn't bring in a ton. I'm shocked. <laughs> but, but we, <laughs> we, we cuz I we both like quit our Well, I left all of I left like 20 students in Hattiesburg and you left um a theater production job. I love that job too. Like Okay. <laughs> That's good. Um <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't trying to give really you a guilt I wasn't trying to give you a guilt trip. Um so and we moved here and I now get why they give you money when you get married. We blew through all of that in like 3 months. We live right next to a little Caesars. So we're very familiar with the $5 pizza. It's $6 now, just in case anyone wants to know. No, that's but, for the extra cheesy, right? Uh, no, I think that's like a regular price now. No. Inflation, Do you want right? to go? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, I, was, I forgot where I was going. So I, I just remember when we moved here, just feeling like the thing that surprised me the most is how lonely it is to start over in a new city. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. night. We didn't yeah. know anyone. And we didn't know anyone, but... It's it's so helpful to and I think that's one of the reasons Wonderlust is so is so special to me is that like we didn't have anyone we had no money and it's like to see how far we've come in that little time is so hopeful and one of the things I like about you guys is that you you moved to Portland you were all over and still the dream could happen like there was no amount of loneliness or there was no amount of financial or Papa John's pizzas that could keep you from wanting to make the thing. And I think that that's really encouraging for someone who could be listening to this being like, yeah, I've got so many things in the way, but you could still make the thing. And for us, like we moved here for a million reasons, but the thing that we could not give up on is that we wanted to make the thing. Yeah. I think that was part of the four hour vortex talk that you guys are referencing. Yeah. Like I remember you guys just being really honest about like what it was looking like to live your life in that moment because you when whenever you matt when you started talking about like you know it's a dream and you can talk yourself out of it when you're going into music and i'm sure it's the same with coffee there's so many people that are quick to warn you on how it could go wrong and no one that hasn't done it can go, dude, it's going to be so great whenever you have your first cup of coffee for us. I wish someone would have been like, dude, the first time you have someone singing your songs at a show, it's going to change your life, but they don't know. Right. What they do know is that, uh, taxes are going to be really painful that, uh, you will not have all the money that you want to make. You're going to live in a less cool apartment. Like they know all that stuff, but they can't encourage you with the things you should look forward to. Like you won't know what it feels like to have your second album. Like, And I think that's why you could talk yourself out of it because you're an attorney. Like, you know, all the things that could go wrong. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's why all the forms took so long. Yeah. He read them five times. But, but here you are at the other end of it thinking like when you look back on it, you're going to have so many things. You'll be like, I can't believe we did that. That was like such a life giving thing. And I think like, if you look back, Lydia, if Lydia and I look back across since we've been married and we look at all the different places we've lived and all the places we've gone. Um, 
like each time, yes, we're starting over, but it was also like, you know, we're doing the thing. We're moving to Portland, even though we don't we have a job. No jobs. We yeah. don't know what's going to happen. We didn't know anybody. We'd we never seen the apartment. Literally knew no one. We had an apartment that we had gotten, you know, we had no community or anything. And we get there and, you know, we had this idea of how things would work out and that didn't happen obviously um but you get the hand you're dealt and you just like make the best of it and you still but you can still like push to do the do the thing as you said like wherever you are and i think each step has been scary along the way but it's also you know made us more made me at least more confident in who we are as a family and who we are as a as like someone trying to do the thing, whatever the thing is. Sure. Like, so to, as we, as we're kind of wrapping this up, tell us how we can, if the, if someone's listening to this, how can they find you? How can they ingest your product and how can they keep up with you? You can go to, uh, it's wanderlustroasters.com and, uh, see the different, uh, coffees we have. I think we've got four or five different origins going right now. We'll have this blend coming up soon, um, which will be a charity blend. Um, and that's open for, that's open for anybody to cool. buy, which is great. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, do we have a date on that one? No. Okay. Uh, uh, early next, November. Yeah. Yeah. Probably with at yeah, the latest, definitely within the next month, you know, cool. by the end of the October. Um, and then Lydia can tell you to, the following part. Because that's oh, yeah. social media. Uh, so and we're I Wanderlust Roasters it. on Facebook, and you can like our page and all those great things. And then you can follow us on Insta, which is also Wanderlust underscore Roasters. Yeah, which is a great way to see the wonderful children, the Taekwondo, all of it. I leave our kids off of the Wanderlust. Yeah, you're do thinking you? of yeah, your I personal. Well, I, tr- I try not to show the kids because, you know, I they're real cute. Yeah. And since people come and pick, uh, it's a pickup service. So. We roast on Saturdays, and then folks can pick up around the city at different pickup locations on Tuesday. Since our house is one of those pickup locations, I try not to publish <laughs> my children too much. I think that's a safe. I think that's a safe. Bet. Although they are legitimately cute. They get cute. excited every time someone comes to pick up coffee. They used to, but now yeah. that two of them are in school, oh, they don't yeah. really know. Yeah. They don't. Do they like spy out the window? I imagine I would like make it a game. <laughs> Lucas like, does. I think yeah. the funniest thing is when we started Wanderlust Roasters. As Matt and I talked about it, I don't think we realized the kids were listening. And so as people say things now like, that's great advertisement for Wonderlust. Yeah. Like, what, who are or, you? or she like drafted a commercial that we should shoot oh, um, a few I different times now. That, that um, is hilarious. We wow. had to say like, hey, you can't bash other coffee companies. It was pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. Ever heard marketing of campaign. Yeah. <laughs> like, Star like, sucks. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> So we That's try to end really we try to end every episode with I know that you've listened to this before I don't know if you have an answer for it we try to end every episode with something that we're super into right now just so that way uh, it ends on a little bit stuff that people can go check out always panic she, Aaron she started looking around the apartment I to do see I'm it. like what she's, am I doing right now I'm into the lamp she's into it. she's into the lamp uh, do you have something that you're super into right now um why did you put me on the spot first and not Lydia? Oh, I, I oh. can go for. I always go first. Because Jeremiah okay. always has something. Go Jeremiah. Well, I always have something because I think like, oh, this is going to be the week that Aaron remembers that we do this. And she's always <laughs> like, I just can't. Every, every time I just can't do it. Still nothing? 
go. I was going to say, we played with a guy yesterday at Eddie's Attic. His name is Austin Plain. We met him in Minneapolis a long time ago. And I forgot, he has a song called The Hell If I Go Home. And I forgot how great that song was. Mm. So mine this week was going to be that. He's like Americana. He's a Nashville dude. He's really great. It was really good to see him. We hadn't seen him in like three or four years. But his song came up and uh, I could not get over how great that was. So uh, my my answer this week is going to be The Hell If I Go Home by Austin Plain. Nice answer. That's fun. Uh, dang it. Okay, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Um, well, I, I'm not into it yet, but Sturgill's new album just dropped today. It dropped so today? I think it was today. Okay. So I'm, Didn't I'm looking... he make an animated short film on Netflix or something? I don't know about that. I think he did. I'll have to. We'll have to look up on the because you love Sergio. I um, I am really interested to see where this album goes because the singles he's released are like, um, Sturgill listens to the Black Keys and Queens of the Stone Age and wrote a song. I love that. It is. It's like very like it's Queen of the Stone Age and Black Keys are playing in the background, but Sturgill's singing a country tune and you're not quite sure. And then the video for it is like, uh, animated samurai futuristic kind of weirdness. So I'm, I'm really curious to see where the album goes into it. Yeah. Okay. I'm really into noodles right now. Oh, that's great. No, that's great. Um, She just got off the floor to come talk to you. It's really sweet. She's so sweet. Um, there, so there's this lady in town, Erin Hacker, who does pottery. Uh, It's brick and blue pottery. Wait. in Athens, Georgia, and um, heard of I'm really into the fact that she's making us mugs. <gasps> oh, really? that's amazing. Not to sell to y'all. She's making us mugs. Like, <laughs> but she's just she's making um, just Wanderlust mugs, because I don't know how I don't know how um, affordable it would be to like mass sell her mugs, because they're beautifully sure. done. Um, but I, it was a surprise to Matt that I wanted to send. I sent the uh-huh. Wanderlust logo, and I was like, can you please that's make amazing. one do you know her or you just found i found her on insta she, we have Me a lot too. of mutual friends and she does yeah. some beautiful stuff she yeah i found her through niche and i was like wait how and, and what's yeah. her insta again her brick insta is blue. brick and blue pottery okay that's amazing yeah, all right aaron you're up oh my word i've been eating a lot of okra lately i love okra that's it best that's all it. i have to say how We're are you eating this- it though like whole roasted fried Listen, she picks on? it out of the garden and just chomps on we it. don't have a garden why are you attacking me right I know. <laughs> so i tell the kids that's my favorite way to eat okra because that's what really? i did growing up was just like when we would have it in the garden i'd go and doesn't it. okra have hair on it though it does yeah and you love it yeah, oh i hair. love it do you Man. just like take a big bite oh out goodness. of kiwi too uh no that's weird that's weird his beard do you think he lives without getting a mouth at some point every day when he eats no i just i just like bake it with a little bit of salt and pep, a little bit of and salt and pep. some olive oil. It's so good. It's the best. I did not like it as a kid, but oh my word! I got home from tour last week, made like ha- like a whole pan, and I just ate it all. Yeah, I think we had I it with every it meal. She like poured me a bowl of cereal, and there was a side of okra, and it was <laughs> because I pour your cereal. Man, Sorry, you just I'm, the, I'm, the, right I'm, little, the I'm <laughs> <laughs> right here. At the there end. is a book at the the off square books thing that we did last week. There's a book literally just called Okra, and it was about 400 pages. And I was like, "Do I get this?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but you, you didn't for sure. Sorry to end the podcast that way. No, thank you for coming and doing <laughs> this. We've been meaning to do this for a while. I'm really glad we did you, it. I know we did it. Uh, thank we, you. We love you guys. Thanks for uh, being a part of our family and uh, giving us noodles and making delicious coffee. Thank you for sharing noodles with us right now. Uh, is it, and you, <laughs> yeah, you thanks like for teaching our right? kids, being our kids' favorite band. Oh, That's pretty great. 
I, I will say the biggest ego trip is when Lucas comes in screaming at me. He, like, lo- he loves you. I, I'm the one that I sees know. him every week. And <laughs> I know. He looks at me, and I kid you not, every time that kid sees me, he looks everywhere around me for you well, like that, he like is like Aaron's here that means you're my somewhere close and well that's he, how like, I feel about noodles like you yeah. yesterday we went to DeKalb Farmer's Market you get out to go into the Farmer's Market she starts whimpering and crying and I was like don't cry for her she hates you I don't like, hate her you don't hate her but you say me you say things like sit down don't poop on the floor like you say mean <laughs> things hey to man her. little ones need structure she yeah. likes to discipline you're and I'm like the party parent yeah I'm like you want a Coca-Cola noodles like she <laughs> just <laughs> Go. Well, I, she wants to party. Look at her tail she, wagging. She wants to <laughs> okay, we love you guys. Thanks for doing this. I woke up in an El Camino, six shoes on the leather seat. He's on the wheel, she's out the window. That's my baby, Jimmy and me That's my baby, Jimmy and me New York City hangs above us Big apple from the forbidden tree She's on my arm, he's cussing drivers We're wide awake in the American dream That's my baby, Jimmy and me Life ain't that funny We'll just laugh at anything Try to keep this good feeling alive Our engine burning Keeps the world turning Can we keep this good feeling Try to keep them from seeing us cry.